Get the little ones, sit back, relax, and listen to the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated G for general audience. Welcome back to Story Circle Theatre, where our favorite people share our favorite stories. And today, Jack Ward is back with the tale of a giant who goes to great lengths to keep people out of his garden, but learns a great lesson in the process with Oscar Wilde's The Selfish Giant. So get comfortable and enjoy The Selfish Giant on Story Circle Theatre. The Selfish Giant by Oscar Wilde Every afternoon as they were coming from school, the children used to go and play in the giant's garden. It was a large, lovely garden with soft green grass. Here and there over the grass stood beautiful flowers like stars, and there were twelve peach trees that in the springtime broke out into delicate blossoms of pink and pearl, and in the autumn bore rich fruit. The birds sat on the trees and sang so sweetly that the children used to stop their games in order to listen to them. How happy we are here, they cried to each other. One day the giant came back. When he arrived, he saw the children playing in the garden. What are you doing here? he cried in a very gruff voice, and the children ran away. My own garden is my own garden, said the giant. I will allow nobody to play in it but myself. So he built a high wall all round it and put up a notice board. Trespassers will be prosecuted. The poor children had nowhere to play. They tried to play on the road, but the road was very dusty and full of hard stones, and they did not like it. Then the spring came, and all over the country there were little blossoms and little birds. Only in the garden of the selfish giant it was still winter. The birds did not care to sing in it as there were no children, and the trees forgot to blossom. The only people who were pleased were the snow and the frost. Spring has forgotten this garden, they cried, so we will live here all the year round. And the snow covered up the grass with her great white cloak, and the frost painted all the trees silver. Then they invited the north wind to stay with them, and he came. He was wrapped in furs, and he roared all day about the garden. I cannot understand why the spring is so late in coming, said the selfish giant, as he sat at the window and looked out at his cold white garden. But the spring never came, nor the summer. The autumn gave golden fruit to every garden, but to the giant's garden she gave none. He is too selfish, she said. So it was always winter there. One morning the giant was laying awake in bed when he heard some lovely music. It sounded so sweet that he thought it must be the king's musicians passing by. 
It was really only a little linnet singing outside his window, but it was so long since he heard a bird sing in his garden that it seemed to him to be the most beautiful music in the world. Then a delicious perfume came to him through the open casement. I believe the spring has come at last, said the giant, and he jumped out of his bed and looked out. What did he see? He saw a most wonderful sight. Through a little hole in the wall, the children had crept in, and they were sitting in the branches of the trees. In every tree that he could see, there was a little child. And the trees were so glad to have the children back again that they'd covered themselves with blossoms, and the birds were flying about and twittering with delight, and the flowers were looking up through the green grass and laughing. It was a lovely scene. Only in one corner it was still winter. It was the farthest corner of the garden, and in it was standing a little boy. He was so small that he could not reach up to the branches of the tree, and he was wandering all around it, crying bitterly. The poor tree was still covered with frost and snow, and the north wind was blowing and roaring above it. Climb up, little boy, said the tree, and it bent its branches down as low as it could. But the boy was too tiny, and the giant's heart melted as he looked out. How selfish I have been, he said. Now I know why the spring would not come here. I will put that poor little boy on the top of the tree, and then I will knock down the wall, and my garden shall be the children's playground for ever and ever. So he crept downstairs and opened the front door quite softly and went out into the garden. But when the children saw him, they were so frightened that they all ran away, and the garden became winter again. Only the little boy did not run, for his eyes were so full of tears that he did not see the giant coming. And the giant stole up behind him and took him gently in his hand and put him up into the tree. And the tree broke at once into blossom, and the birds came and sang on it, and the little boy stretched out his two arms and flung them around the giant's neck and kissed him. And the other children, when they saw that the giant was not wicked any longer, came running back. It's your garden now, little children, said the giant, and he took a great axe and knocked down the wall. All day long they played, and in the evening they came to the giant to bid him goodbye. But where is your little companion, he said, the boy I put into the tree? We don't know, answered the children. He's gone away. You must tell him to be sure and come tomorrow, said the giant. But the children said that they did not know where he lived, and had never seen him before. And the giant felt very sad. Every afternoon when school was over, the children came and played with the giant, but the little boy whom the giant loved was never seen again. The years went over, and the giant grew very old. One winter morning he looked out of his window as he was dressing. He did not hate the winter now, for he knew that it was merely the spring asleep. Suddenly he rubbed his eyes in wonder, and looked and looked, in the farthest corner of the garden was a tree quite covered with lovely white blossoms. Its branches were golden, and silver fruit hung down from them, and underneath it stood the little boy he had loved. 
Downstairs ran the giant in great joy. He hastened across the grass and came near to the child, and when he came quite close his face grew red with anger, for on the palms of the child's hands were the prints of two nails, and the prints of two nails were on his little feet. Who hath dared to wound thee? cried the giant. Tell me that I may take my big sword and slay him. Nay, answered the child, but these are the wounds of love. Who art thou? said the giant, and a strange awe fell on him. And the child smiled on the giant and said to him, You let me play once in your garden. Today you shall come with me to my garden, which is paradise. And when the children ran in that afternoon, they found the giant lying dead under the tree, all covered with white blossoms. We hope you enjoyed Oscar Wilde's The Selfish Giant, read to you today by Jack Ward. And be sure to be back next week when Jack reads Oscar Wilde's The Nightingale and the Rose. Story Circle Theater is a production of Audio Groove Cats and Electric Vicuna Productions. So we'll see you next week right here at Story Circle Theater. Audio Groove Cats. This has been an Electric Vicuna production. Thank you for listening to the Saturday Story Circle right here on the Mutual Audio Network. Please consider subscribing to other days of the Mutual Feeds, including Monday Matinee for classic live and theatrical audio plays, Tuesday Terrors for horror audio drama, Wednesday Wonders, our science fiction and fantasy magazine, Thursday Thrillers for action, adventure, mystery, and crime drama, Friday Follies, our end-of-the-week comedy series, and Sunday Showcase, bringing you the very newest in audio releases from the week from our United Artists of Audio, right here on the Mutual Audio Network. The Mutual Audio Network. Listening and imagining together.